Um, Look in your Bibles. If you don't have one in your hand, there's one in the pew in front of you. All the way back at the end of your Bible is Revelation. Right before Revelation is the book of Jude. Right before that is 3 John. 3 John. And I think that... How many of you are parents here? You have a child or a grandparent. This this verse, I think, will resonate with all of us. So 3 John, and look at verse 4. 3 John... Verse 4, there's only one chapter in that book. This verse, I think, resonates with all of us who have children. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Our theme for the year at Grace Baptist is the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And now here for tonight, the thought that we have is I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And that is the heart behind our Awana ministry. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The whole heart behind this is what the Awana title stands for. Approved workmen are not ashamed. And the Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing... The word of truth. So the heart behind our Awana ministry is to have children who have God's word hidden in their hearts. The Bible says, thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against thee. Now, how many of you think the world's getting better? No, I didn't see a whole lot of hands on that. So that's why this ministry is so important. We need to get the scripture in our children's hearts and minds. But how many of you leaders have learned some verses through this? It's good. It's beneficial. It's helpful. And the Bible says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. The Bible says in John 17, 17, Jesus Christ was praying to God the Father. God the Son is praying to God the Father for His disciples, His followers. And He said this. He said, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word, is truth. Sanctify means to set them apart, to, to, to choose them and make them special to serve God. And you know what we understand here and what these children are learning through the Awana ministry is that each and every one of us were created for one purpose. And that purpose is to glorify God. That purpose is to live a life that brings honor and glory to our creator, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And so that is the purpose behind it. But you know, none of us can bring glory to God until we first have a relationship with Him. Well, what does that mean? Well, if you asked my son Jacob, Jacob, where are you? Right down there. If you asked Jacob, are you related to Jim Alter? What would you say? What's your relationship to me? Yeah, I'm your dad. I'm your dad. So here's the question. Are you related to God? If you're related to God, then God is your father. But anytime I hear something like that, I think of Darth Vader. I am your father, Luke. All right. But is God your father? Now, here's what we think. We think God's the father of everybody. He's not. He's not. You're only God is only your father. If you are a son of God, if you have been born again, the Bible says he came into his own And his own received him not, but to as many as received him, 
to them gave He power to be called the sons of God. See, God is only your Father. You only have a relationship with God if He is your Father. In order for Him to be your Father, you've got to be born again. You see, Jacob couldn't be my son if he'd never been born. How many of you understand that? That's pretty simple, right? And when Jacob was born, he became my father. When he was little, I'd say, Jacob, are you my father? And he'd say, no, you're my father. I said, that's what I said. You're my father. He said, no, you're my father. I said, that's what I said. You're my father. And he gets so frustrated. The Bible says, provoke not your children to wrath, but sometimes it's fun. <laughs> See, if Jacob, the, the way that I became Jacob's father was when he was born. And the way that God becomes your father is when you are born again. Jesus said this. You must be born again. Nicodemus said to him, well, can I enter again into my mother's womb as, as a man? No, no. It says that which is born of flesh is flesh. And that's what we have here. But that which is born of spirit is spirit. So here's biblical math. Here's God's formula. If you're born once, how many here were born once? Okay. If you didn't raise your hand, we're going to try and find out how you got here. All right. If you're born once, you're going to die twice. Of course, we all understand that if you're going to be born, you're going to die. But the Bible says, but the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers and idolaters, sorcerers and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death, the second death. So the simple fact of the matter is all of us, if we're only born once, will die twice. But the Bible says if we're born again, born twice, we only die once. The Bible says the second death has no power over them that are a part of the first resurrection. What's the first resurrection? That's when Jesus Christ comes back and takes us to him. That's coming for all of us. So here's the simple thing. You must be born again. You must be born again. All of us can remember our birthday. Mine's May 6th. We just celebrated it. And I was 30 years old. About 17 years ago. I just had my birthday. But you know what? I have a spiritual birthday too. And that's January 28th, 1978. You see, I have a birthday and I have a spiritual birthday when I was born again. How many of you know when your birthday is? You kids, you know when your birthday is? But do you know when you were born again? If you don't know when you were born again, then you don't have, have a relationship with God. He's not your father. You must be born again. Why do we need to be born again? Because the Bible says we're all sinners. And that the penalty for that sin is death and hell. Separation from God forever. All of us. Everyone in here. And none of us can be good enough to go to heaven. The Bible says there's none that doeth good. No, not one. There's none that seeketh after God. It says, for all have come short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us. So how does anybody ever get to go to heaven? By receiving the gift of eternal life. The Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord.
Denver, come up here. Help me with something for a second. I've got this pen. This is a nice pen. I want to make it a gift to you. Now, this is just hypothetical. You're going to give me this back. Okay? Here's my pen. I'm going to make it a gift to you. What do you have to do to make it yours if it's a gift? Just have to take it. Now, in order to keep it, I want you to wash my car every week for the next five years. <laughs> That's not much of a gift, is it? No. So if I tell you, you can have salvation, but that means you've got to be good for the rest of your life or you can't go to heaven. That's not really a gift, is it? No. The Bible says, and this is the record, that God hath given to us eternal life. But it doesn't stop there. It says, and this life is in the Son. Then it goes on to tell us there's only two kinds of people in the world. Not rich and poor or black and white. There's only two kinds of people. It says, he that hath the Son hath life. But he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. So here's the idea. The Bible says the life, let's say that this pen represents eternal life, and the Bible represents Jesus. What the Word of God says is the life is in the Son. So now, if you want to take the pen, what do you have to take? All of it. So in order to have eternal life, you've got to have the Son of God. And you receive it as a gift. What do you have to do to make a gift yours? Just take it. If you have to work for it, it's not a gift. Isn't that right? Thanks, Denver. So here's the idea. Jesus Christ has made an offer to all of us of eternal life. We get to go to heaven. We don't have to go to hell. We just have to receive that gift of eternal life. Well, It says, he that hath the Son hath life. Well, then how do you get the Son? Romans 10, 13, it says it this way. For whosoever... What does that mean? That means anybody. You know, if it said Jim Alter, if Jim Alter, that's my name, if Jim Alter shall call upon the name of the Lord, he shall be saved. If the Bible said that, you know what I would think? There's got to be another Jim Alter. And I'll bet there is somewhere another Jim Alter. But when it says whosoever, that casts, one man said, that casts a wide loop and I'm in it. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what the Bible says. So how do you call on the name of the Lord? You're driving on the road, somebody cuts you off and you run your car into the ditch and you go, oh, Jesus. Is that what it's talking about? No. When you call on the name of the Lord, what that means is, the Bible says it this way, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You see, you might have been baptized. You might go to church all the time. You might be a good mom and dad. You might pay your taxes and work hard. None of that will take you to heaven. Being a Baptist won't take you to heaven. Being a Catholic won't take you to heaven. Being a Presbyterian or a Mormon or a Methodist or anything. Nothing can take you to heaven except Jesus Christ. Remember what we started this with? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father, but by me. I loved hearing these kids say that verse just now. See, they know it. I wonder if you know it. Have you ever asked Jesus Christ to be your Savior? Have you ever recognized that you're a sinner and that you genuinely have earned and deserved a Christless eternity in hell. 
All of us do. But he's offered us the gift of eternal life. Have you confessed Jesus with your mouth and believed in your heart? Have you been born again? If you never have, I want to give you a chance to do that right now. Let's all bow our heads. If you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you'd like to have that assurance that you're going to heaven when you die, it's very simple, but it's very real. You've got to realize that you're a sinner and that you deserve hell. And that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God's very Son, took on flesh and bones, lived a sinless life, died on the cross to pay for your sin, was buried for three days and three nights, and then he rose again, proving that he was and is and always will be God. If you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior tonight, just ask him to save you.